Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Rami Makhlouf here in Milwaukee, site of this week's Milwaukee Comedy Fest. Judd Zolgad and Phil Mackie back in our TCL broadcast studios in the lovely Twin Cities on trade deadline day. And the Twins did get better. Went out and added a good arm to their bullpen, guys. And Sam Dyson from the San Francisco Giants, who comes in with a 2.47 ERA and a whip under one. And that had me happy and feeling good about the Twins for almost exactly one minute before the Zach Greinke to the Houston Astros trade was announced. And that was effectively a gut punch, taking all the wind out of my twin sails because now not only did you not bolster your starting rotation with the Zach Greinke, you'll have to face that guy mm-hmm. in all likelihood in October if you have any World Series aspirations. And uh, that does not bode well for the Minnesota Twins or anybody else in the American mm-hmm. League, guys. You know how when... Uh... Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Phil. What's happening? What's up? You know how uh, (laughs) when you watch the beginning of First Take on ESPN with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, and and they're in different locations, and they they bring in Stephen Stephen A. Smith for his hit for the, all right, here here it is. We're going to go live to Stephen A. Smith, who's got some things to say about whatever it is that day, right? And And they show him, and he's got the suit on. And he's sort of looking down. The camera's on him, but he's looking down, almost in a meditative state, getting himself mentally prepared to savage whatever whatever team or player it is. And he kind of does the neck crack thing, and then his eyes come up and he stares at the camera. That's how I feel right now when thinking about the Twins at the trade deadline. I'm ready to go full Stephen A. Smith on them. And I just I know you guys have spent like the last two hours feeling phone calls, uh, specifically the last hour while you waited for trades to trickle in. But can I just get like, I just need like three minutes to unleash here for a second. If that's cool with you guys. Of course. All right. So crack I th- your neck first, though. Deep breath and a neck crack. No, don't do that. Do it's anything. gross. There it is. It's gross. I hate hearing neck cracking. Crack my fingers here real quick here. I do that. That's not There we go. Yeah, okay. That's good. Very effective. So I don't want this to turn into an I told you so two hours of Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But <laughs> one of the main things we talked about over the past couple weeks was you can't think about upgrading your team to move past the Astros and the Yankees as they were constructed before July 31st. 
you have to think about upgrading your team as those teams might be constructed after July 31st, assuming that those teams would go out and maybe get a Robbie Ray or a Marcus Stroman or whatever other pitchers are available. And maybe, maybe even preparing yourself for one of those two teams, the Astros or the Yankees, to really put their grapefruits on the table like the Astros did an hour ago, trading three of their top five prospects, according to MLB.com's pipeline, for Zach Greinke. And if you thought, well, you know what? If you look at the Astros, they got a couple good starting pitchers. Our lineup compares. Just need a couple. We need a couple bullpen guys to 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 pull even with the Astros in a potential seven game series. And you neglected the fact that they were also looking to roll the dice and take a risk and maybe add a monster starting pitcher to their rotation. You failed if you neglected to think about that angle. And I don't know. We're never going to know what went on inside those meetings with the Twins, and we're never going to know what the full discussions were or how close they came to trading for a Noah Syndergaard. We heard all these names pop up, but ultimately it comes down to this. What is your goal? Is your goal to win a world series? Because if your goal is to win a world series, you're not gambling enough at the trade deadline. You're not. You weren't gambling enough in 2010 with a completely different front office, but the same ownership group. When you decided to not trade Aaron Hicks for Cliff Lee instead, well, go for Matt Caps instead of a guy who could be your horse pitcher in a postgame uh, in a postseason series. Yeah, Sam Dyson. And Sam Dyson's a really good reliever. And Sergio Romo, I think, is a really good addition. But if you thought you could show up to the American League bleeping playoffs against the Astros and the Yankees, and there's other teams you're going to wind up having to face, too, that are pretty darn good, maybe even the Indians down the stretch, and they got better yesterday, but specifically the Yankees and the Astros, you thought you were stepping into a heavyweight ring, and you you showed up with a beer gut, basically. So I it, I guess it's frustrating in that the heavyweight champ is a, a, a husky guy, by the way. So is he can really? Show up, okay, yeah, he can show up for a fight. Okay, with a beer gut. that's yeah. fair enough. That's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, you, you you showed up with the wrong gloves. I don't know. There you go. But yeah. you you knew or you should have known what it would take to get on a World Series level at this deadline. Minimum two relievers and a starter. And after Sergio Romo, minimum reliever and a starter today. And when I say, like, minimum starter, I'm a Mike Miner or a Robbie Ray-type starter, and those guys weren't moved, so who knows what those asking prices were. But if your goal is to win a World Series, you failed miserably today. And if, you, if, and, if, and if your goal isn't to win a World Series, then I don't know what you're doing here because you have the greatest power-hitting lineup that baseball history has ever seen, and you added two relievers. Neither one of them are better than the one you have in Taylor Rogers. And Phil, they had they had the capital, they had the assets to go out and spend as much as anybody. This isn't this isn't free agency where you can just throw your hands up in the air and go, well, they don't have the same money as the Yankees. They don't have the same number as the Dodgers or even the Phillies who went out and, and got Bryce Harper this year. But when it comes to the trade deadline and what it what what it's gonna cost you to go out and get a Zach Granke or a Madison Bumgarner or a Noah Syndergaard or a Marcus Stroman as prospects. The Twins are as rich in that as anybody in Major League Baseball. They don't even have the excuse of, well, the the system just isn't fair and we can't compete with those guys when it comes to acquiring top-level talent. Not not this time of year. In the offseason, I'll listen to that. This time of year, there is no excuse for the Minnesota Twins not to keep up with the Joneses. All three of us sat here in the studio for how many weeks now talking about you need um, two bullpen arms, which they got, 
and a starter. And it should be a top-line starter who can either slot immediately above or below Barrios, but after that, you've got question marks if you want to be a successful playoff team. We know exactly what the prices were now, too. This is what's frustrating. Sergio Romo cost you a nice first-base prospect. I think I think the term nice, there's a surplus of depth there for the Twins, and I think the term nice is accurate there. Sam Dyson cost you prospects who were down the food chain, no question. They are. They could be good. They could be bad. We don't know. The Giants basically said, we'll gamble. The Twins said, fine. But here's the frustrating thing. The more you process this, um, Stroman traded, Bauer traded, uh, Granke traded. We know now what the price was. It was top 10 prospects. Like, you had to dip in. And and, and we kept saying this. This is going to be difficult. Like, mm-hmm. this is not easy. Derek Falvey loves those guys. We all get that. But we know... I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you go in, if you had dipped into um, a couple of your, a couple top ten prospects and been willing to trade them, you could have probably got a pretty damn good name pitcher to again slot above or below Barrios. We know that, and they didn't do it, and it's it frustrates me the most that we had these discussions in the studio, and we figured out what the price was. And that, and I'll go back to the term that I used on the Twin Show when all of this unfolded as well. They just blinked. They they couldn't do it. They blinked. But and, and if this was a nice baseball team where you're like, yeah, they don't really have a chance, I'd be like, I get why you blinked. Yeah. This is this isn't a nice baseball team. I mean, this is a damn good baseball team that has a clubhouse full of people that that should have been told, holy hell, you're yeah. really good. Here's more. You know, Billy. So Billy tweets in at Phil Mack. He just he just tweeted this to me a couple minutes ago. Are you really doing an I told you so segment on the radio right now? How about the collective radio audience giving you an I told you so that the twins are who they've always been? And honestly, Billy, you're right. You're right. I mean, you're you're we could we could parse and we could mince that this this twins front office has put this organization in a great spot to capitalize and they're going to win close to 100 games this year. And they did upgrade today. They did. And they've got the best lineup in baseball, at least statistically and power wise to this point in the season. But I've spent the last several years on Score North and previously on 1500 ESPN telling the angry mob of Twins fans, hey, you can't fix your team in free agency. you got to build the core from within. And then when it comes to trade deadline moves, when the time is right, that's when you pounce and give up top prospects for win-now pieces. And year after year, I sat here and I fended you guys off and I said, you're being impatient. You're being impatient. You got to let this thing build. You get new front office comes in. Let them build. Let them build. And all of a sudden, the twins break out and they're on pace for 300 plus home runs. And that lineup, one through nine, there's not a weak spot in it. They've got, they probably have 11 or 12 hitters that you're trying to squeeze into a nine man lineup when they're healthy. And they're just, they're just making opposing teams pick their poison. They've got the best defensive center fielder in the game. They've got one of the best late-inning relievers in Taylor Rogers. They've got one of the best starting pitchers in Jose Barrios. And they've got one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. If they're not willing to trade a top-five prospect with all of those things that I just painted for you, then they are never going to trade a top-five prospect. Philosophically, they said today, we will never trade a top-five prospect for a win-now piece. Because if this isn't the window that we've been talking about for years and that Derek Falvey and Thad Levine have talked about for years, then what is the window? And I hate that I'm sitting here. I feel outraged even though this team is awesome and they're going to go to the playoffs. And they probably, as constructed, even with the bullpen upgrades that they made, not being as big as the Astros move that they made today, they can punch in a seven-game series against the Yankees and the Astros. But if, if, if someone told you right now, the Astros gave up the number three, four, and five prospects in their organization for Zach Greinke. 
and and maybe we're wrong. Maybe that deal wasn't out there for the Twins because 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 you never know what teams are looking for. But if you said they can hang on to either Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff or maybe both and trade the other three top five prospects to get a Noah Syndergaard yeah. or a Zach Greinke caliber starting pitcher yes. or whoever it may be. Would you not roll the dice on that 10 times out of 10 to help this year's team? The Astros traded prospects 3, 4, and 5. So they did exactly that. And, and But my point is, it doesn't have to be uh, Granky. The Twins were on his no-trade list. There's a good chance he didn't want to come here. Independent of what Houston did today, the more I, I think about this, forget Granky for a second. You needed another starter to make you as competitive as possible to, and I'll say it again, Win a World Series, Rami. Win a World Series. And you yeah. clearly had the chance. to. Don't tell me you didn't have the chance to make the trade. And, guys, the, the best prospects in the two packages that were traded for the two best pitchers that moved on the market this year in Stroman and Granke were around 100 in terms of the MLB pipeline rankings. 100. As one tweeter who sent this in to us earlier pointed out, that's the equivalent of Trevor Larnick. That, that's what the Twins would have had to give up, theoretically, hypothetically, to go out and get a pitcher. And we were sitting here, a lot of us saying, we'd give up Royce Lewis or Alex Kirilov for the right name. And they wouldn't even go that far. I just don't understand what they're saving up these assets for. Yeah. I, I really don't. The window is open. Now is the time to push your chips to the center of the table. Especially, by the way, the Yankees, did I miss something? The Yankees did nothing today. Brian Cashman sat on his hands. The Yankees did nothing today. I know, which should frustrate you even more because the the Yankees just gave you a tutorial on what it's going to take to beat yes. the Yankees if you play them in the playoffs. And before the Astros dropped the Zach Grinky bomb, they wound up trading for a mediocre reliever in Joe Biagini. And Aaron Sanchez is one of the worst pitchers in all. I have no idea what that trade was about. Aaron Sanchez has a six ERA and he's three and fourteen this year. Stick him in the bullpen. And I guess they're Obviously. just going to stick him in the bullpen, try to avoid twenty losses. Or maybe they're saying this is too easy for us. Let's just put a crappy guy in our oh, rotation to make this more fun. How about how about they they watch Sanchez pitch and in Astros fashion like. Oh, that's fixable. Aaron, <laughs> Sa- Aaron Sanchez in two months from now, 4-0, 1.61 ERA. Let's, uh, man, we have, we have Jason Stark coming up. We got full phone lines right now. Let's take a, a call or two here. And Don, Troy, Howard, Christine, Ron, if we don't get to you now, we will get to you later on. We're going to keep the Twins vent lines open here. But um, let's see. Christine, you've been on hold the longest. So Twins vent line hey, um, on Mackie and Jeb hey, with Rami. A couple of things. I agree with you, Mackie, uh, and I did not see them uh, making this deal, even though they promised that. And I go back to what you said about uh, what's the the same thing as in 2010, same ownership. It's got to be the ownership coming down and not allowing this. But on the bright side, you know, we've got a good team. The one thing that we screwed up with with the Yankees was um, in the bullpen. Okay, now we've we fixed that. So I don't fear the Yankees right now. Well, I do fear the Astros and the Dodgers. You know, but, you know, if I was on that team right now and I was a pitcher, I'd go out there with a burn my butt, you know, and say, hey, I'm going to prove to you that we can do this. Because if if the most stacked team won every year, then the Yankees and the Dodgers would be winning every year. And guess what? They're not. So there is a ray of hope. Yes, there is. This team, Christine, that's that's a good piece of optimism. This team is still really, this is what's conflicting, though. And I think it almost makes it more frustrating. This is one of the best Twins teams in franchise history. It's on the list with 2006, 91. The 87 team got hot in the playoffs. The teams from the 60s. And I know that there are no Hall of Famers. Like, you're not looking at 
guys that you're 100% sure are Hall of Famers here, but this is one of the best Twins lineups and teams in franchise history, and they will make noise in the regular season and maybe in the playoffs without that big Zach Grinke-like move. But imagine if you would have added that type of guy, or even a Robbie Ray or a Mike Miner to make your rotation better. how, How many times in your years as a Twins fan have you felt this way about an opportunity and it's been passed on? The last time, Phil, is 2010. You bring it up. 2010. You know how long ago 2010 is now? Almost 10 years ago. Yeah. If this was a yearly conversation, which pretty much um, is the Yankees, but if this was a yearly conversation in this town, I think there'd be frustration, but you'd also be like, okay, whatever. That's too mm-hmm. bad. Let's let's pay attention to something else. But this is a this is a comes around about every nine or 10 years opportunity that was pretty much passed on. Yeah. Let's take one more here real quick, and then I'll get to Jason Stark. Uh, Howard in Chicago, long time no hey, talk. Long time no talk. You guys are 100% wrong. Not 90, but 100% wrong. I'm going to tell you why. Grinky at most is a third pitcher. He's not a one. He's not a two. You can look at his postseason history. So if you're going to go up three, four, and five for for a pitcher like that, then you're really saying I'm giving up two of my top pitching prospects that I'm definitely going to need again. I got three free agent pitchers coming out. It's not a one-year window. It's a four- or five-year window. Second of all, the Yankees and Dodgers have worse pitching than us. They couldn't do anything. There is no one parted. They dealt with the most important problem was the bullpen, which really caused all their starters to fall. You need a bullpen that can pitch. Hey, I like what they did. And if you're telling me Granky's going against a third game of a playoff against Pineda, I'll take our chances. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, the Astros are running out Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Greinke. And yeah. if your if your logic is that well, Zach Greinke's had some bad postseason starts. I mean, Zach Greinke has a has a four hundred three postseason ERA. He also it's, he also has not obtained to save the day. He's obtained to make that rotation look ridiculous. And I don't think any of us is saying that the Twins now have zero chance of getting through the Astros or the American League or winning or winning a World Series. I, I, I still think that's that's a legit possibility for this team, but those chances just went down today. Those chances just went down today because Zach Greinke is not a twin, and he is an Astro. That's a double blow. That That's that's a guy who you don't have, and you're probably going to have to face him somewhere down the road. Yeah. Uh, Jason Stark's going to join us when we come back here to Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Score North and the Score North mobile app, and we'll keep phone lines open throughout the rest of the show. You know, Maybe we're too worked up here, Rami. Maybe we need to sleep on it. Guys, thank God. Thank God I brought my my pillow premium with me on the trip to Milwaukee because I'm going to need a good night's sleep after this trade deadline. And you can get yourself a good night's sleep and a two-pack of my pillow premiums for $69.98. That's just $34.99 per pillow. That's right, $34.99 per pillow. And it's their best offer ever. It's still the best pillow out there, and it's still made right there in Minnesota. And you can get two of them for $69.98, a great deal on the best pillow that you'll ever buy. I know somebody who works in the betting industry. Premium pillows like this go for $100 a piece at the very least. I love my pillow, and I know you'll love yours because the patented interlocking fill adjusts to fit how you sleep. You can even throw it in the washer, throw it in the dryer. has a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you really have nothing to lose. All you got to do is go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio special tab in the top right corner, and enter the promo code NORTH at checkout. 
Get yourself two premium My Pillows today at their best price ever. You can give them a call at 800-620-4439 or go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio special tab and enter the promo code NORTH. Better sleep is waiting for you. Get two premium My Pillows for the lowest price ever, just $34.99 a piece. Go to MyPillow.com and enter the code NORTH. You'll sleep better and you'll save money and then you'll sleep even better because you save money if you go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio special tab, enter the promo code NORTH and you get yourself two new premium my pillows today at their best price ever that phone number again 800-620-4439 that website again mypillow.com that promo code again north better sleep is waiting for you get two premium my pillows for the lowest price ever just 69.98 go to mypillow.com and enter the code north Join me, Callum Williams, Kendra D. St. Albert, and Jamie Watson for Scornar's coverage of Minnesota United and the Portland Timbers this Sunday afternoon with pregame at 2.30, kickoff at 3, right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Rami's hanging out in Milwaukee this week as part of uh, Milwaukee Comedy Fest that he's going to go and try and make people laugh. They you know, try. I don't like how goes. you keep on. I don't like yeah. how you keep. Every day that, this week, it's been try, try. Like you're gonna to make fail laugh. miserably. I think you're funny. <laughs> I made people laugh last night. All right, awesome. I did it. Awesome. Mission accomplished. I think you're ha ha funny. Yeah. Thank you. LOL. Am I LOL funny? Joe? Funny like a clown. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason Stark, Hall of Fame baseball writer. Jason Stark from the Athletic and from MLB Network. Let's. Well, we'll there's. We'll get to sort of the. The laundry list of names that have been bandied about that didn't go anywhere here in a second, but <laughs> we've got a bunch of people here. The Twins bullpen is better with Sergio Romo and Sam Dyson than it was a week ago, and we acknowledge that. But the Astros busted out the big guns and landed Zach Greinke. Uh We know what the Yankees lineup is capable of, and I think our consensus here is the Twins have one of the best farm systems in baseball. They should have added another piece. They, they should have been more aggressive to go get a Noah Syndergaard or whatever that piece may be. Can you talk us off a ledge here? Some of our listeners are like, you guys are overreacting. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm surprised the Twins didn't do more, but I'm surprised by a lot of teams that <laughs> didn't do more. Yep. Uh, I am, you know, I guaranteed a guy from uh, one team last night that the Yankees would trade for a starter, and that didn't happen. I, I almost guaranteed the Red Sox would trade for a reliever. That didn't happen. I thought the Dodgers would get some sort of bullpen dominator to pen, pair with Kenley Johnson. That didn't happen. This was a really strange market. There were so few sellers, so few, right? And uh, that that was a big part of this. Um, Zach Greinke wasn't going to go everywhere. Uh, and, I mean, the price was really high. I mean, the, the, the Astros are taking on $50 million bucks, and they Fifty-two million bucks, and they gave up, you know, a, a, a huge prospect haul. In addition to that, I, I mean, I just can't see the guys who run the Twins making that deal. And okay, beyond that deal, like what deal went down that you were jealous of? That's the great. Un, that's the great well, unknown. Like what would what was the Robbie Ray price? I, you yes. know, that, we don't know. That's the thing. Uh, Robbie Ray's price was your best big league ready prospect and two other prospects. So a guy that could plug into the big leagues right now. So I would, I'm guessing they would have asked the twins for somebody off the big league roster. And I mean, Robbie Ray sounds great in theory. He can definitely make you swing and miss, Mm -hmm. but where's the, the great track record of success there? 
I, I mean, I just don't, I don't think anybody saw him as a guy you should overpay for or pay that price for, or he would have gotten traded. Jason, I'm trying to process here, though, and, and it's very difficult for me, and it, not just as a guy who uh, follows the Twins closely, but as a baseball fan, so please help me here. Um, I knew that the one deadline would change things, okay? And, and I had some preconceived notions about that, Jason, that proved to be wrong, and that's fine. But the one thing I couldn't have predicted to you in a million years is Stroman from a bad Jays team to a bad Mets team, I think. And, yep. and then last night, Bauer going to a Reds team that's still not that good. So help me process the fact that two of the uh, the star starters on the market, who I think we assumed would end up in, let's say, Houston or or the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Braves or the Twins, how do they end up in the in New York with the Mets and the Reds? I, I just I, I, I'm at a loss. We're living on a different planet. Yes, you know, the, the the trading deadline planet of ten years ago is so far gone now, and like I obviously that's that's one of the weirdest trading deadline results ever that that happened. But I you know as I wrote in our uh, Trevor Bauer roundtable today. This this tells you all you need to know about front offices in 2019 and how they approach the deadline. There is no such thing anymore as buyers or sellers. There are only shoppers, right? But this was some pretty odd shopping. You know, these are two teams that have a different vision of themselves than probably people do on the outside, especially the Mets. Nobody confuses the industry like the Mets. Like the Reds got off to a horrible start. They were one and eight. Um, they were what thirteen and twenty-one, something like that. And since then, they've been they've really played well. So I understand why they could look at their team and think we've got a foundation here that we should build on because we're controlling this guy into next year. So I understand their thinking. I don't know what the Mets are thinking. And then they didn't even turn around and trade Wheeler or Syndergaard today. It's one thing when, you know, knuckleheads like me and Mackie and Judd sit around and go, what the hell are the Mets doing? But when Jason Stark, Hall of Fame <laughs> baseball writer, can't oh. figure it out, you know things are just going wrong uh, for the New York I've Mets. Talked, I mean, I've talked to 10 front offices since the Stroman deal, and that's all they ask. What are the Mets doing? <laughs> that's amazing. That makes me feel a little bit better about myself, Jason, that I can't figure it out. That's great. Jason, Jason how much better did the Indians get yesterday, though, acquiring those bats and, and sending away the guy who's been their best pitcher for a couple of years now in Trevor Bauer? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't think we, we totally know. Um, I, I mean, if, if they were going to trade Trevor Bauer, they really did well, I think. Um, I mean, Fran Del Reyes plays at Petco Park, and he was on the way to 40 homers. Uh, Logan Allen should pitch in the big leagues for a long time. I hear good things about the two prospects. And then there's Puig, who amazingly probably wound up as not the craziest guy in that trade. <laughs> I don't know what the odds are of Yasiel Puig being in any trade and not being looked at as the craziest guy in the, tw- in the trade after he just got into a brawl while the whole world knew he was no longer going to be a red. Yeah. So I, I, they're, they're definitely better offensively, um, and they're, they're set up better now going forward. They've got many
many years of control of Fran Mil Reyes, right? Uh, but they are subtracting their best pitcher, and you tell me what they're going to get out of Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco the rest of the way. That's what that that's what we need to know. I I still think the Twins win the division. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Jason Stark, Hall of Fame baseball writer with us here from The Athletic and from MLB Network. Um, so uh, Sergio Romo has, in, in one outing and basically two media interviews, has already become a Twins fan favorite here. Just his personality and how much he's already, like he's, he was thumping his uh, Minnesota logo coming off the mound yesterday. He just seems to be all in. What can you tell us about Sergio Romo, the pitcher and the person? Uh, he... I mean, he's got the personality part. I mean, he, 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 like, he's not one of those guys that shows up on the mound and you can't remember who's pitching. You know, you, he, he's got that part. And he throws those Frisbee sliders up there one after another after another. And it's amazing that it still works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the off-the-field part, like, I'm a little scarred by the fact that he threw the last pitch of the World Series, whatever year that was, and then, like, refused to talk to the people like me who hung around through the whole champagne celebration until, like, I think that was in Detroit, right? So it would have been 2012. It was Eastern time zone. It's probably 2 o'clock in the morning. And he wouldn't talk to us. Hmm. So I wasn't that happy about that part. But, he, you know, the people, the, the, I know that the guys who covered the Giants loved covering that guy. Um, you know, usually it's funny. There are a lot of players who... People like me, you know, that national media, they put that big smile on and then they, they don't have time for the, the beat guys. He's the opposite, from what I can tell. Hmm. On uh, Puig, have you, ever yeah. se- have you ever seen a guy traded, left in, in a game, and with a guy like that, now he's probably going to be suspended for that fight, Jason. That, to me, was one of the most bizarre, unprofessional, might be too strong, but certainly professionally odd moves that you don't, if you're going to trade the guy to Cleveland, get him immediately out of that baseball game. That was really weird. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was in the Giants clubhouse after the game last night when all hell broke loose. And, like, from that point on, uh, for the next hour, I, I can't tell you how many people ask that question. How can he still be in the game? <laughs> he's, on the bo- he's on the bottom of a pile, like, throwing haymakers. And he's, he's not even a red anymore. We all knew it. Everybody knew it except him. I, I, I still, you know, so much has been going on that I still haven't asked a question or seen anybody write that. Why was he still in the game and haven't had a good answer for it? But that, that was bizarre. Totally. Jason, from what you're hearing, were Madison Bumgarner and or Noah Syndergaard just not really on the trading block? Or was the asking price just too high for anybody that was looking for starting pitching? Yeah, I got off the phone a little while ago with uh, a, a, a guy from a team that had, they tried the Giants again today on Bumgarner, and he said they they were always willing to listen, but they you know once they got into this position, they were never really inclined to do it. And uh, I, so I I, I, you know, I understand that uh, the Mets I just don't understand the you know the Met, I thought the Mets were going to trade Syndergaard to the Padres. And the weird thing is, the Padres had this incredible system, and it was going to be at least half the package was going to be players on their big league team. 
You know, it would have been like guys like Manny Margot and Austin Hedges, their catcher. Uh, Hunter Renfro might have been in there. I'm like, what, what was that? <laughs> I, I, let, me, let me say again. I don't understand what the heck the Mets are doing. Um, <laughs> they've got two years of control on Noah Syndergaard. They don't have to trade him. The, the general manager used to be his agent. Um, there's a, I don't know. There's just a lot of odd dynamics, a lot of odd plot lines surrounding all of it. But I, I, I still can't believe they traded neither Syndergaard nor Wheeler. You know, you could offer Zach Wheeler the qualifying offer. Okay. He, he just might take it, right? And then how healthy is that guy? Yeah. Right? Like, what? what you, you might take the $18 million and you get, like, 11 starts out of them next year. What? Like, what What are they thinking? Yeah. So, I'm wh- sorry. I didn't mean to get off that. No. That's not what you asked. <laughs> no. no the floor, we'll ask you questions, and then you can pretty much tangent however you want to. We have, we have no problem with that. Um, okay. Ast- that, that's a good plan. Astros running out Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Grinke. I believe those are also the number one, two, and three pitchers in the whip rankings in Major League Baseball, or at least in the uh, in the AL now. Yeah, it's one, two, and five. Garrett Cole's only five, but he's on pace for the greatest strikeout rate of any starting pitcher in history. Jeez. So where, where does that trio rank in terms of power trio rotations going into a postseason series? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a lot of chance to, to dig through it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I did tweet those whip standings and and acted like this was incredible and unprecedented, and, and all the Tiger fans were saying... Uh, you know, we had Scherzer, Verlander, David Price. How many World Series did we win? So I, I recognize that this does happen from time to time and that there are no guarantees when it does happen. But, you know, what's fascinating to me is at a time when you would think starting pitching is on a decline, right, that all these data-driven teams are downplaying the importance of starting pitching. What's the most data-driven team in baseball doing? Yeah, they're trading trading prospects. They're trading their prospects for a 35-year-old starter. Yeah. They're loading up on dominating starters. I find that really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jason, this has been a super busy day. Did you? We won't be offended if you didn't, but did you happen to bring trivia to the table today? You know, this, this morning, I don't know why I decided I was going to come up with a trivia question, but I wanted to hear the music. Wow. So I Amazing. Did. This man is committed. Committed to the bit, Jason. <laughs> That's a good thing, too, Jason. We it's appreciate great, it's you. It's great music. Yeah, it's great. Great. I gave you a question that was way too easy. So this, year, this week, oh, great. I'm going to give you a question that is really hard. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> Yasiel Puig, working on three straight seasons of 20 homers and double-digit steals. Only two twins have ever had three straight seasons of 20 homers and double-digit steals. Mm. Go ahead, boys. Good luck. Ooh. Well, I got to think, just on-air production meeting here, that Tory Hunter is on that list. I would agree. Okay. Let's put Tory Hunter on that list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would um... oh, we'll, we'll go with a final answer on Tory Hunter. Wow. Wow. Really? Wow. Tory did it four times, but he never did it three years in a row. Sorry. It's ridiculous. Okay, so <laughs> so we already lost. So guys. Yeah, he was he may answer, but he was wrong. All right, I'm, I'm going to ask the question just like Phil did. Was 
when Kirby started to hit for power, he still ran, correct? Because he, he started to hit for power like his second or third year. His first couple of years, I think he didn't. So probably like his third year. He didn't get as bulked up, but I want to say he still he could run at that point. Okay. We'll give you Kirby. Kirby? <laughs> okay, I'm okay. just going to bounce. Let's, let's guys, aim for a third wrong answer here, okay? Let's go okay. 0 for 3. <laughs> yeah, Ken Herbeck. I'll give you... That's <laughs> speedster Ken Herbeck. <laughs> I'll give you uh, Corey Kosky. Yeah, so there we go. All right, nice. This was tough. All right, well. All right, those are your final wrong answers? Yep. Yeah, Jock Jones? Jock Jones? Stop. But the, what the, the hell? Joe Mauer? Three Joe Mauer? Were Gary Gaetti, of course. Gary Gaetti? Gary Gaetti? I don't remember him running that much. The Rat. 85 to 87, barely, wow. but he did it. And then uh, you would think this, you'd remember the greatest twin of the last five years, Brian Dozier. Okay, that's fair. Four in a row. Yep. The greatest twin of the last five years. <laughs> During eminently forgettable. I'm trying to purge those years from my mind, Jason. The twin of the last five years. Brian Dozier was fun. Yeah, he's okay. Oh, Brian Dozier. He probably still is fun. He's hitting home runs uh-huh. for the Nationals after a horrid start. Yep. Terrible start, yep. but now he's hitting home he runs. Does. All right, Jason it Stark, is. thank you for joining Thanks, us to Jason. recap this mostly uneventful trade deadline, uh, except for the Astros, so... Oh, it's fun there, man. Take care. All right, All see right, you, man. Bye. Jason Stark from The Athletic and from MLB Network. I, You know what? I am very happy that he knows about as much about what the Mets are doing as we do. It's the damnedest thing. It's hilarious. Like I said, it makes me feel better and about myself. Yeah. But, I mean, really I've, got theory, I've got theories, but it's still, you think about them and they make no sense. We're getting a lot of feedback here. I've just been scrolling through the Score North Twitter mentions, which are just bang, 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 bang for the last hour and a half. And I would say 25 to 30% of people who are tweeting at us are saying that we're being way too negative about the twins at the trade deadline that they, but I, but I think this is what's tough. Let's come back and dive into this because it's, it would almost be easier if they didn't add Sam Dyson, you know, cause like they did something yeah. and Sam Dyson's a good reliever, but you're walking into an arms race against the Astros and the Yankees. Plus, Rami has a fun fact about I think I know Sam Dyson. I think I you're saw gonna it too. love this. I think Mackie, I know. Mackie, yeah. you're I'm not going to love it, right? No, Mackie. Mackie is, yeah. You might. No, I Mackie's going to. I think I, I, think I might have this. seen this. And if it's what I think it is, I am also in the same category. Okay. But, I think we're all talking about the same thing. <laughs> but let's wait and see after the break. All right, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a moment. By the way, Federated, at the uh, Federated Challenge over the weekend, two-day fundraiser, they raised $3 million. That is right. Federated raised $3 million over the weekend as part of the Federated Challenge uh, to Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So they're doing great work for companies, helping businesses become and stay successful, and also raising money for for a good charity. So Federated is all about helping your business run at peak potential with over a century of experience in helping businesses. You can go to federatedinsurance.com to find out what categories and areas they represent. And you can find your federated marketing representative at federatedinsurance.com as well. I've been a business owner myself. I know there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs and it really helps to have an insurance company standing behind you and to have that face-to-face relationship. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours.
Hey, Minnesota sports fans, it's Phil Mackey here introducing the all-new Score North on 1500. Well, you'll find shows like Mackey and Jeb with Rami, the Score North Twin Show, and Purple Daily, the only daily Viking show in the Twin Cities. Over at scorenorth.com, in addition to great written content, you'll find some of the most entertaining Minnesota sports podcasts. The Scoop with Doogie, Royce Unchained, Raised by Wolves, and more. Three great places to listen, AM 1500, scorenorth.com on your computer, or the Score North mobile app. Score North is Minnesota sports anytime, anywhere. United clashed with Portland Timbers on August 7th at 7pm in the semi-finals of the Lamar Hunt's U.S. Open Cup. Scarves up, Minnesota. Echo Outdoor Power Equipment presents A Lesson in Power. The blades of a combat chopper spin at 380 RPMs. An echo string trimmer. 6400 RPMs. Now that's shock and awe. Power on and on. Echo. The Echo National Sales Event is happening now with models starting at $149.99. Visit Doug's Power Equipment, your local Echo dealer in Blaine on Davenport Street Northeast. Stop into Doug's Power Equipment today. Sports teaches us that with drive and heart, you can forge your dream of being a champion. Not if your ambition is to watch TV. TCL, powerful performance, premium picture. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Powering the TCL broadcast studios of Score North. It's a live show and a free beer with Score North. I am interested. Be a part of the Score North Twin Show, live from Modest Brewing on Tuesday, August 6th, 5 to 7 p.m. Join Mackie and Judd with Rami, Derek Wetmore, and former Minnesota twin Glenn Perkins for the Score North Twin Show, live from Modest Brewing. Just register for your ticket and show up for a live show, a complimentary beer, and prize giveaways. Get your ticket at scorenorth.com. Keyword, Glenn. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Time for the Score North download. Jonathan here with this download for this hour. Twins traded for Sam Dyson, but that was kind of all thrown out the window when the Astros acquired Zach Grinke. So looking forward to the rest of the season for the Twins, join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Maklov, Judd Zalgad, and former Minnesota Twin Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show Glenn Perkins on Baseball Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. from Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer, courtesy of Modest Brewing Company, with prize giveaways throughout the night. This event is free, but you must register to attend. Register right now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackey and Judd with Rami. All right, welcome back. Rami hanging out in Milwaukee. Um, got a couple things to get to, including a fun fact about Sam Dyson. But just, we're, we're, hey, we, we see your feedback, and we, we, we've we got sort of a split group of Twins fans here. I think 50 to 70% of you who have been sending us tweets and calling in, we've had the Twins vent lines open and some emails. I think fifth, like between 50 and 70% are not happy with what the twins did or didn't do here at the deadline that, that he added a couple relievers, but if, if this is an arms race and you're comparing to the Astros and the Yankees and your goal is to win a world series, you didn't do enough. And that's the, the three of us all agree. You didn't do enough. If your goal is to win a world series, but then there's 
30 to you know 40% of the other side, which is, hey, they fixed their biggest weakness, which is bullpen, or they at least addressed their biggest weakness, mm-hmm. and you guys are just being too negative. In fact, uh, this is a tweet here from Matt who says, would you really have traded three of the top five prospects for a guy, Zach Greinke, with a huge contract, is on the wrong side of 30. He's actually on the wrong side of 35, if you want to get technical. Um, I'm not sure one guy was going to get it done. Um, so would you would you have committed to trade three of the top five prospects for Greinke? So would you... Would you, now, if you're telling me I could hang on to Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff and trade yeah. three prospects for Zach Greinke, yeah, I'm, do that. I'm not instantly saying no to that. I would prefer to do something similar for Noah Syndergaard, and this is the great unknown. I could sit here and say I would have made that exact same parallel Astros trade for Noah Syndergaard. I would have given up Bruce Dargratterall, uh, Jordan Bolasevich, and Trevor Larnick, three of the top five prospects, or even like Alex Kirloff and Bruce Dargratterall for Noah Syndergaard. I would have done that trade because Noah Syndergaard's 26 years old and has two and a half years of team control. Yep. We have no idea if the Twins... Maybe the Twins offered that, and the Mets are idiots, and they're crazy, and, and they don't know what they're okay, doing. Okay, let's say it was Kirloff instead. Take out um, the third name that, that you brought up, Larnich. So let's say it's Kirloff, Gratterall, and your 10th prospect for Syndergaard. I, I pull the trigger. You can win the World Series this year. That's my problem. I pull, I pull the trigger. But that's my problem. But we, don't know if they, we don't know what they did or didn't have on the table for a Noah Syndergaard. We just know that Byron Buxton was asked for, and that to me is an instant no. Well, so. well, if if we're to believe the Star Tribune report of a couple weeks ago now, or last week, I should say, it was they came asking for both of your top two prospects, which I thought was too rich. But I think I could put together a top package of top ten prospects that you would take. Yeah. I think it's like, what makes it even more difficult uh, is you're gonna. I think they're going to get to the playoffs. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to. I think they're going to make difficult starting pitching work to get outs because of their lineup. And I, I, I do think there's a greater than 0% chance of winning the World Series as currently constructed. But what's really tough is if they get into one of these seven-game series and the same thing that happened against the Yankees happens again where you're just an arm short or you're two arms short. because <laughs> It's more than, yeah. Right? right? That's the problem. What are we going to be saying in October if they had this golden opportunity to give up prospects and in some cases great prospects for a pitcher, and they were the ones that blinked, and the Astros didn't blink, and the Astros beat you in six games, and and you have you have to run out Trevor May again or something in a situation where he's not right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm thinking that's about the starters, though. I I'm th- thinking about in the three games at Target Field against the Yankees now a week and a half ago. Your starters, and it wasn't Barrios, but your three starters in that series went four, five, and four innings to the tune of a thirteen point one five ERA. That's what I'm thinking of. You are basically shown here's what's going to happen. And okay, so let's back this thing up and replay it. And in a playoff series, Brio starts game one. Okay, cool. It's probably better. But it's not a one-game series, right? So now you're going to who for for game two? Who's starting game two? Right now, Jake Odorizzi. Yeah. Well, he lasted, I believe he gave up nine runs in four innings in in game three of that series. And that's not good, right? No, last time I checked... Mm-hmm. That's really ugly. Yeah. Okay. Rami, where know. where are you at with this? Do you think you know, we were we're just re- reacting to this in the two hours after the trade deadline? We wanted more. They did something. They made their bullpen better. Are we overreacting? Self awareness time. I don't think we're overreacting. No, 
I, w- I will say this, though. When you said about 70%, 70 75% of those were agreeing with us that this, this, this trade deadline day was not necessarily successful for the Minnesota Twins, we have to remember that the margin of error, which usually skews towards the negative on Twitter and social media, is probably about 20 to 30%. So that means that it's close to a 50-50 split of how Twins fans feel about this thing today. And I don't think any of us are saying that we we don't like the Sam Dyson move or the Sergio Romo move. They made their bullpen better. But when you talk about the chances to win a World Series, that's that's a, a, a pie that's, that's sliced up. It starts at 100%. And so if the Astros' chances just went up today, logically, that means that the Twins' chances probably went down today to win a World Series, right? I mean that that's mm-hmm. that's that's just the math that that I'm doing in my head and that's what this is about. This is about winning World Series and your chances of winning a World Series probably aren't as good today as they were yesterday because you didn't add anything to your starting pitching and one of the teams that you're going to have to go through that already probably has an edge on you in starting pitching just bolstered their rotation. That that's I keep saying it, that's a double whammy and I keep on referencing this. I've already referenced it 3 or 4 times since he said it on the Score North first place Twins show yesterday eventually when you're talking about making these trade deadline moves Eno Serra said it comes down to winning one game who do you who do you feel better or who do you who do you feel gives you a better chance to win a playoff game come October Zach Granke or Jake Odorizzi oh that, my God, that's yeah. what you have to ask yourself today yeah and it's it's very, very clearly Zach Granke yes yes it is and the people who run the twins know that exactly however not only did the twins today add Sam Dyson to their bullpen they also added his cat, Snuckles, wow. who's an Instagram celebrity with over 4,500 followers and uh, is is pretty stylish, you guys. He likes the bandanas around the neck. He likes the bow ties. Beautiful. He likes to hang out in the dugout and around the ballpark. I'm a big fan of Snuckles. This, this, this made trade deadline a little bit easier for me to swallow, that Snuckles is coming to the Twin Cities. Any man... With enough confidence to create an Instagram account for their cat is a man that I can get behind in this Twins bullpen. Do you know another man who has an Instagram account for his cats, Phil Mackey? I do, Rami Makhlouf. (laughs) Who is that man? That man is me. That's right. Tigger and Tommy. Got their own Instagram account? Tigger and Tommy. Well, Tigger passed away a few months ago. Okay, so we, haven't changed, we haven't changed the account name yet. <laughs> Tommy wants Tigger off that thing. Uh, Tommy's the star now, but uh, oh, I'm the star here. Now it's a tribute. Now it's a tribute. Page. Yeah. In fact, here, John, I'm going to show you a little picture that I took with Tommy the other day. See that? It's me and Tommy on the couch. Why is the cat upside down like that? No, we the like cat to, doesn't we look like happy. We like to play around. It looks like. Okay, you've got a sinister grin, and the cat looks. Oh my. I might call animal services after the show. <laughs> What's the number for that? <laughs> you said it's, I don't know if I follow Tigger and Tommy. I'm going to have to go and check it out. So yeah. you're, so you're saying that, uh, Rami, you got to take 1500 ESPN off your Instagram bio, by the way. No, I did that. That's been on no, there forever. So, somebody said that to me and I changed it. Did I not hit save oh, changes? Okay. Wait, hold on a second. So you're, you're telling me that, that there's a fighting chance that Mackie's cat and Dyson's cat could have like a play date. I would love that. That would be great. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know what, Sam? No offense. I didn't really want you that much. Will Smith was my guy, and we needed another starter, too. I mean, no, you know, I like you and your cat, but 
Jeez, it's just so disappointing right now. Phil, if I'm you, I'm reaching out to the twins today and trying to line up a play date between Tommy and I've already forgot his cat's name. What was his cat's name? Snuckles. Snuckles. Snuckles 47, if you want to follow him, by the way. Snuckles 47? He's got a number? Now, do you do bandanas and and bow ties with uh, Tigger and Tommy? Well, we did. Uh, let me pull up some pictures here. I know you're in Milwaukee, so you can't see these, but oh no, we, I'm looking at Tigger and Tommy right now. I'm just looking for a picture with a bandana. Okay, if you scroll down far enough, we do dress them up as uh, as Halloween in Halloween costumes. There's one near the bottom where where Tigger's dressed up as a Chicago dog. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Here. Here, let me show you. Yeah, let's take oh, her as a yeah. Chicago dog. <laughs> oh, boy. Jonathan just quit. Jonathan, <laughs> Hold on a second. Where's the ketchup? I'm pretty sure we need to do Where's the ketchup? Ketchup doesn't go there's, anywhere. There's oh, no my God. It's just I mustard. Just Why, there should be ketchup on the cat. How can you not have ketchup on the cat? I'm a cat guy myself, but Phil, this is too far. Well, let me, well, let me show showing, you another one. I got more. And he's showing us more. pictures yeah, that the listeners can't see. Here. And right now the listeners are like, this is really good radio. This, they just listeners wanna... can go to Instagram. Yeah, this is Not if they're driving, Rami. This is Tigger dressed up as, a, too, as a jester at Halloween. <laughs> see him? He's dressed up as a jester next that to the candy. Cat. I'm serious. <laughs> that cat should be pulled from your home immediately so it can be treated like a cat again. This is Tommy dressed up as, as uh, Helga, the Viking, <laughs> with the blonde braids. Oh, my God. Jonathan, I'm coming to your side here. You guys, I got, I got more I'm here. literally going to come to your side, like in the other you guys, room. You guys want to see Tigger dressed up as a lion? My mom knitted a, a sweater for my dog that when he wears it, he looks like a football. Yeah. With legs. <laughs> That's up on my Twitter animals. page. He doesn't have his own Twitter or Instagram, but if you go up to my Twitter page, you'll see that. He also has a, a raincoat that looks like a Superman cape that makes yeah. him feel really brave when uh, lightning and thunder yep, strikes. Yeah, sure it does. No, it doesn't. You told me he's afraid of it and, like, yeah. cowers down. Well, yeah, that's why I have to put the Superman cape on. It helps. Oh, I'm sure, Listen, you, I'm yeah, sure he identifies sure it with it. Listen, Jonathan, Judd, animals are people, too. Okay? Yeah, I, 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 got a, a I got a I'm dog. never going to dress her up. I got a dog. It doesn't like to wear clothes, so it doesn't. Okay, my ultimate so goal. It's an animal. My ultimate goal yeah. is to get the Tigger and Tommy account up to a couple million followers, so that I can just have Purina pay for my salary. It could be great. I think you, you know, should team up with Snuckles. I think you need to make it. Yeah, you got to get with Sammy Snuckles Dyson. And Snuckles and Tommy. Sammy yeah. Dyson. You can benefit so. more than a- anyone in this town from the trade for Sam Dyson. His ERA was eight point three five, but Mackie made a killing on the yeah. Instagram account. <laughs> I didn't realize this when I was ripping the Twins for not landing a top line starting pitcher. I didn't realize they landed Snuckles too. In right? The deal. Yeah, they, they got, got a year and a half of team control of Snuckles. <laughs> Snuckles got yeah, but Snuckles going to cost a lot after that. <laughs> they got a top line Instagram cat. Not a not a pitcher, but a top line Instagram cat, which is almost just as port, as important if right. you ask me. Yep. Well, Rami, you're going to be this, these are your last words for the week here. So yes. do, you have, do you have any other words of wisdom for us? <laughs> Sounds like you're going to knock him off. What, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, he's, really you know, he's just off for the week. Yeah, the trade trade deadline didn't go well, and Rami's very upset about you that. You just spent the last five minutes talking about Instagram cats, and now you're offing Rami. <laughs> you, just hear, you hear a gunshot in the background. It's like The Departed. <laughs> Rami opens the elevator, and there's Phil with the gun yep. just pointed at him. We got to hang together. Me, me and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Justin Scrubs. <laughs> Have oh, a good rest movie. of the week. Bye, boys. Rami. All right. See you, good, See you Rami. Good luck knocking him dead. Break a leg. Thank you, man. All right. We're going to get to Don and Joe, and I think it's Ron. My screen's cut off just a little bit on the left there, but we got a couple lines open. Twins vent line, 651-646-8255. They added Sergio Romo. They added Sam Dyson, two very good relievers. 
The Astros added Zach Greinke and now have three of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball in their rotation. Did the Twins do enough? What are your thoughts on the Twins at the trade deadline? Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Sitting here in the TCL studios where we've got two 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TVs. We've been watching trade deadline coverage all day long here with MLB Network on the screen. TCL is amazing because you get the best combination of picture quality, sound quality too now with the TCL Alto soundbar, which you can find out more information at any major local retailer or TCLUSA.com. But you get the picture quality, the sound quality, the connected options, and the price. Go to any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and do some comparison shopping. Go stare at a TCL TV and compare it to others. Use the menu. It's such an easy to toggle menu back and forth between your cable channels, satellite channels, whatever it is that you subscribe to, and your streaming channels. TCL is taking the world by storm. There's a reason why TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. Again, TCLUSA.com and any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Twins Ventline. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.